You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster Deface, and joining me, as always, is Life with Panda. Panda, what's up, my brother? Hey, what's going on, my guy? How's everything been? Everything's been great. New studio is almost done. For those of you guys at home that don't know, I took my garage and I converted it into my very own, quote-unquote, man cave slash professional studio. The hardwood flooring is being put in there now. Once the carpet comes in, we're basically done. So, like, this final week is here. Uh, it's been going on for the last two or three weeks, bro. So, I'm excited to get these workers out of my house, right, and, and <laughs> have my new studio to myself, dude. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Honestly, like the last week has been kind of underwhelming, I want to say, at least for me. You seem like you got your hands full over there in the house. But for me, I haven't really done much. I think I left the house once. (laughs) It's been such a slow week. Well, I shouldn't say slow. It's been a very busy work week, which is why I haven't been able to leave the house. I'm on the opposite train. Well, I'm on the same train, but the opposite train at the same time. So very busy week for me. Family was in town post Thanksgiving. They wanted to come over. Uh, my mom got to see my new home that we purchased just a couple months ago. Nice. She was happy. Almost brought a tear to our eyes. You know, it was very much a great experience having family in town. But on the work, uh, the work front, I was there too, man. Also felt a little guilty between the casting and the preparation for what's coming up. um we have a charity event happening here shortly guys on december 14th tune in to the practice server twitch channel we'll be featured on the twitch front page and we're doing some really awesome things working with a lot of brand partners to raise up funds for the community i think for you guys at home if you like competitive competition but you want to watch something also with a good cause behind it tune into that show please we encourage you but anyways Let's get to welcoming, because I didn't even welcome our listeners. Hey, guys, Spotify, Dash Radio, uh, Apple Music, and all that other good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We appreciate you guys. Welcome back to another Fortnite episode today. We have a lot to talk about. This is a very, very eventful time of the year, and we're going to kick things off. Let's kick it off with a very much positive note. New season is here. New POIs are here. Shotgun meta has changed. Fortnite competitive is dropping announcements. Like, I don't even know where to begin. So I'm just going to start with this. Panda, hot take, new map, yay or nay? New map, yay. Loving the map. I love the changes. Um, the the sand is really interesting. The the crystals that dart you forward, great. Having Riftfish and the crash pads vaulted, also a huge change. Uh, it just makes the map overall feel like I can move no matter where the zone is. So if I'm on the edge, I feel comfortable. You know what? Let me throw the fishing pole out real quick. I'll whip out the harpoon. I got some rift fish, and I'm in zone. Dude, I'm feeling it. Fortnite fam, if you guys have maybe taken a break from the game like I did, guys, get back into it. I'm telling you, I've been having a blast, man. I'm playing arena all day, every day now at the very limited times <laughs> that I have to stream. I kid you not. I'm having such a fun time, which I thought... When they removed the pump shotgun, I was going to be very much not interested in the new season. But when I tell you the new adjustments to the charge shotgun were great, they were absolutely fantastic. Panda, do you know the adjustments off the top of your head? If not, I can cover the topic. So I do know a little bit. I don't know the full spectrum, but I got to say, like when I first loaded in like you and I saw the pump shotgun was gone again, like I said at the end of the last episode, I was like, man, please don't touch the pump. 
there it goes. It's gone. The first couple yep. days I struggled with it, but now I'm starting to feel like get into my own, like I'm getting into that rhythm, understanding and, and really capturing the full spectrum of these weapons because the tack buff number one is pretty massive. It's a little bit more consistent and it feels strong. Then you have the charge that they've been I, a side note for Epic. They've been so communicative and they've made adjustments based on the community response since the beginning of the season and the new season just started. So they vaulted the, the gray charge shotgun on the first day. So they launched it in the morning with the gray charge and then vaulted it midday. Then I was going to say, I want to talk about the, exactly the buffing of the charge. They added an additional uh, ammo, uh, ammo, uh, I guess shell to the charge shotgun. So mm -hmm. going from three to four across all variants, and then they in increase the amount of damage that the charge shotgun does as well. And not to mention, they also adjusted the reload speed for this weapon too. So it is a hard hitting, much more ammunition uh, in, in the chamber to work with, right? As far as the shells you can load up. And then it reloads a lot more at a lot more better pacing and speed. So it feels like a very, very good shotgun to play with right now. I'm telling you guys, I didn't believe it either. Like when I saw them kind of write all this stuff, it was one thing, but playing the game has felt very, very good. It does not feel as sluggish as it used to feel or as uh, clunky as it once felt. And because of that, I do think that the charge shotgun is in a pretty nice place. It's a, it's a, it's in a good place. It's in a fun place. And like you said, Panda Man, tactical shotguns, the tack attack is here. Um, I think my biggest gripe with the loophole and everything that they introduced is actually the reintroduction of that compact SMG, right? Like, I'm about done with people. <laughs> uh, yes, left click, spamming, and jumping yeah. in my box, man. Yeah, I gotta say that that's one of the downfalls of the season, but I don't think it's as bad as it's gonna be come next month, right? FNCS coming around in February next month, like is is kind of prepping for that. You're gonna see a lot of these players remember that. Oh man, like I can just grab this SMG and spray and pray. Like un unfortunate, but hopefully the charge will be a good counter to that. Now, the big problem that I've seen so far in the beginning of the season is finding a charge at times because they they upped the tax spawn rate. But when they did that, it seems like the charges almost became impossible in certain POIs to find. I agree. I absolutely agree because now I'm like running charge shotgun as often as I can. It's just fun to me to kind of mix it up and not really rely on the spam of the tactical shotgun. And yeah. yeah, it's very hard to find. But when I find a green or a blue, I'm happy. I never get a purple or a gold. I almost feel like they're taking out the game, I swear. Um, but <laughs> when I find the green and the blues, I am running them. I'm having a good time with it. The game feels very refreshing. It could be the honeymoon phase, okay? I'm not oblivious sure. to that. It's new. It feels fresh. I'm loving it now. Might hate it next week. Find out in the next episode. <laughs> but as it stands right now, I'm having a good time. That's how it should feel, though, on a new season yeah. turnaround. Um, my quick take on the POIs, man, the Haven is like the best place. I love that spot. It's center location. If you guys are looking for mm -hmm. a good draw spot that isn't as contested um, as some of the others, like Salty Towers or the Coliseum, which are, you know, kind of the hottest drops right now, check yeah. out the Haven. It's a great draw spot. But man, love the new POIs. The sand introduction uh, to the game adds a nice, refreshing biome that i've been talking about we need a new biome like asap so we had that 
that's not even including like what might come with a winter change, right? We're talking snow and stuff like that. We usually get to see that come this time of the year too. So we'll see what happens there. Speaking about the shotgun meta though, uh, we kind of talked about, you know, the changes with the charge shotgun and the tactical shotgun. What about the dragon's breath? Have you got to use that? So I have. And in the beginning of the season, this is another example of Epic really stepping up with this new season and making adjustments as needed. Because in the very beginning of the season, I put all my eggs in the dragon shotgun, right? Because usually when something new comes out, it's either very, very strong or very, very weak. And so I put all my eggs in one basket. I was trying to carry it for an, almost an entire day um, when the new season started. And quickly learned that it was not the best option <laughs> when it comes to shotguns. So uh, fortunately, they did buff it a little bit. So it does make it a little bit more viable. But I think just having a one-shot shotgun that takes a long time to reload is so, so difficult when you have a uh, so you have the spray and pray meta on top of the tack shotgun that can just shoot nonstop. So yeah, the I like the idea of it, but it's just no execution. I was going to say the shotgun is crazy. Like it does a lot of damage after the buff before it would do like 90 to hundred damage base. Now it's hitting like mm -hmm. upwards of like 160 guys and it busts out yeah. four shells at once. So you, you better make sure you have enough shotgun ammo and it's called the dragon's breath for a reason with a name like dragon's breath. It literally sets everything on fire. You can't hide inside a build. It will ignite anything that can be ignited. So interesting shotgun. Um, I got some feedback. Panda, I don't know if you ever listened to back in the days. We used to do a tips and tricks segment every single episode. And I kind of cut it out. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping okay. no one noticed. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to have to reintroduce the tips and tricks segment to... Uh, to the podcast usually the last thing we hit on so if i remember yeah. today guys i promise we'll do one and maybe today we'll we'll talk about tips and tricks to run the uh dragon's breath because i got some for you but all right perfect but <laughs> moving on let's talk about um let's talk about the fncs announcement let's talk about fortnite competitive here for a second let's change track because epic is they've been doing they've been doing a killer job man killer job with talking to the community keeping us up to date changing things around, separating loopholes, and now, for the first time ever, we've gotten them to commit to a game mode. Now, I'll say this off the rip. I'm happy they... I'm happy it's trios and not solos, but, man, I was wishing for duos. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I was wishing for duos as well, but the, the concept of what they're doing is so important, and I think we're going to see not only a really entertaining competitive season over the course of the next year. But we're also going to see these teams develop together and hopefully stay together. I think that's going to be the biggest change here is every season we have different game modes. So the teams change up. They never really get time to blossom together. But I think we're going to see some insane growth from teams growing together season from season and making something really special happen versus the other seasons. Yeah, and, and for a little bit of context, guys, FNCS announced that the roadmap for the entire 2021 year is that they're, first off, the sad news, will not be a World Cup 2021. They're waiting for yeah. lands to come back, and they're going to, you know, when when all lands turn online, they think the world is safe to do so. They're turning on the in-person events. But what they did say is that they committed to trios being the main competitive game mode of the entire year. So every single FNCS, for the first time ever, here forwards will be trios for the whole year. 
That's not including pop-up events. We know that they are going to do other stuff in between. But it really does, like you said, allow the players to get comfortable with the squad. And I love that I saw a lot of our Fortnite community already tweeting out, like, who is going to be the ride-or-die team? So I asked the I asked my Twitch chat, basically, in lead-up. I was like, hey, guys, do you think teams are going to stick with one another? Or what's going to happen? They were like, nope, it's going to be snake season. That's what the uh, pros call it. <laughs> snake season when the pros basically stab each other in the back. Teams are still going to change every week or whatever. And, uh, yeah, volatility will most likely exist still. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that isn't the case, but you know it's hard to deny that that's been the case for so many competitive events leading up to this. So I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I should say if that continues to happen the way it has. Now, I, what I will say on top of the FNCS announcements and what is it FNCS? I think coming back in February. Uh, so that gives you guys a little bit of time to prep. I right. think there's another crazy uh, competitive announcement that was just put out today. Isn't that right, Monster? Yeah, there is. It's the Frosty Frenzy. Now, don't get this twisted, guys. This is not a Winter Royale. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, they announced Winter Royale. No, they announced a Frosty Frenzy. It's a new thing. When I saw them announce this for the first time, I don't know about you, but I was getting like limited time game mode vibes off of the name. And I yeah. feel like community expectations are definitely like, oh, free money. Winter Royale is back when... If they wanted to do a Winter Royale, guys, they would have just named it that. And if you think about yes. all the other titles, and guys, we're talking or recording this the day before all the details drop, if you're noticing, <laughs> we're speculating. But what I was going to say was, and what I was trying to explain to people is like, all the other skirmishes, Summer Skirmish, Solo Showdown, uh, you know, Winter Royale, like they have like this fighting take on it. It just sounds like an event that is a clash between players. When I read... Frosty Frenzy, it sounds like chaos. And chaos to me is like Infinity Blade and LTM <laughs> and Marvel, right? Like, that's the vibes that I was getting, man. Call it a hunch. Call it uh, you know, call it what you will. But I don't know. I think we're gonna get the community to not really be happy tomorrow. Come the big announcement. So we'll see. But at least there is something to be had here. No one can complain about Epic. And once again, their generosity and free money going out to the community, basically. True. Because uh, this one should run deep. That's kind of how the winter ones uh, end up shaping out. Yeah, I got to agree. This is definitely going to be something different. I don't think, like you said, it's going to be a typical winter royale. And you really hit it spot on. Everybody came out and was like, oh, cool. This is a new rebranded winter royale. So, no. I, I was going to say, so my thing is, like, if they were going to do a winter royale, when they did that, competitive roadmap and stuff it would have been in there that was my yeah. bottom like i told everyone i said listen that was our what's coming next for comp literally told you february what's it fourth or whatever is the day fncs comes back they're committed it's trios that's our competitive right there if they wanted to do a winter royale it would have very much been in that post because that was the place to house the post um this time I think the reason they announced the teaser today is because they know that this is not going to be a, you know, a, a very much comp event that we're used to. So I think they're allowing the hype to be there because they know everyone's going to think it's a winter real. But tomorrow we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, it. I'm I'm hyped for it either way, but I'm kind of hyped about some of these other players that I've seen come back to Fortnite. 
And honestly, this might be the perfect time to see them kind of shine back into a little competitive event, too. Oh, you talk, you talk about Ninja? Oh, you already know I'm talking about Ninja. Hey, man, I got to play with Ninja over the weekend. Uh, he invited me to his Adidas X Ninja Team Ninja uh, uh, launch party, man. I Blown away. Blown away. Bucket list things right there, guys. Got to cross that out. It was Ninja, <laughs> myself, Juju Smith, and Bala TW. We all got to hang out. We got to play Fortnite for literally a couple of hours, like, you know, it, not only that, he sent a bunch of new gear to me. We're talking like a thousand to like fifteen hundred dollars worth of just clothing, like brand new sweatsuits, top to bottom, four pairs of sneakers, like insane stuff that I would never go out of my way to buy. But like Ninja was like, Yeah, don't worry about it. It's Adidas. I own it. You're covered. And he sent me like all kinds of stuff. So the OG Ninja's back. He's playing Fortnite. We got people like Lupo jumping back into the mix. Yeah, people like Courage deciding that Fortnite's looking kind of fun. What do you think about people that jump on the hype for the new season? Or do you think it's about that time of the year where Epic is um, doing things good enough to create this huge resurgence? Like, is it going to last long? Or is it just, uh, again, honeymoon phase, new season hype? So I definitely think uh, we've we've talked about it, right? We've looked at the them talking about returning to Fortnite, returning to Fortnite. And we haven't seen them pull the trigger on it. But now you see Call of Duty, the Cold War integration with Warzone getting pushed back. And at this point, they can only play Among Us and Warzone in its current state so much. It kind of leads you back to, hey, where? what other games can I play? Oh, man, Fortnite new season. Let's go play this. And this is the perfect time for Epic to step up and really reel them back in and keep them in. And that's what we need as a community is these big content creators like Ninja, Lupo, and Courage stepping back into this space and dominating it. Because guess what? The more they play this game, the more other people are going to play this game. Their audiences are going to play this game. And ultimately, it's just going to bring more eyes and more um, bottom line money to Epic Games. And that means more competitive events, more exciting stuff with the seasons, etc. So, look, it's a good thing right now. I just hope it sticks. Hey, you know what they say, a high tide raises all ships. And I mean, it even got people like Tifu interested. Tifu tweeted out, quote, retweeted the recent competitive uh, announcement for the Frosty Frenzy. And he added Cloaksy and Scoped. And he basically said, yeah. hey, it's about time. So you even got, again, people like Tifu being interested. We haven't even thrown, uh, threw Nick Merckx in a pot. Nick Merckx is talking about he's got the competitive bug again. And do you remember the video he dropped where he was defending competitive in Fortnite. yeah i saw that the other day and honestly just an impressive take overall nick Merck's uh someone who is has very very much so been in the Fortnite community but then also switched over to cod and you've seen his community grow rapidly right i think what was it over sixty thousand subscribers Explosive. on his Twitch channel like i mean crazy growth from a channel perspective so for him to step out of that and then go back to Fortnite and then him talk about, oh, like I'm interested in going back to competitive Fortnite and his community not necessarily supporting it fully and him to just come out and be like, hey, guess what, guys? Look, I love you as a community, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And if I want to play competitive Fortnite, I want to play competitive Fortnite. And he's like, no one can contest the fact that no one does it better than Fortnite. And it's true. Like, who else is doing what Fortnite is doing? 
no yeah, one on, on a competitive level on a you know integration level like i mean honestly i gotta i gotta tip the hat to valorant in their first strike series they are yeah. rushing it so when you talk who's doing it best in esports like valorant is killing it but valorant aside right valorant aside you talk like just in general integrations and how epic has continued to raise the boundaries and keep fortnite fresh interesting and fun there's something they're doing right if they're drawing back the people that have already put years and hours into this game and you haven't lost them yet so they still have that good strong iron grip um crazy crazy to see people like nick Merckx hopping back in but while we're on the topic of pros comp and all that craziness we had the community do something massive as a community once again we had the community step up and basically bail out one of our young pro players on the scene out of a bad contract Life of Panda, you had the pleasure of, you know, chatting with the CEO from TNA, Team New Age, and discussing what unfolded. So let's fill in the community. I want you to tell them all what happened with the day and why the community started a hashtag free day movement that went trending, honestly, around the community. Yeah, so let's go ahead and fill you guys in first before we talk about uh, the responses from the organization, etc. So day... Uh, before he was this FNCS champion, was signed to the New Age to a three-month contract. So that three-month contract uh, was like, I, again, the numbers could be are rough. It's it's hard to get exact numbers without like getting it from a, a full reliable sources. But it looked like it was about six hundred dollars a month for three months. That was the contract. Now the man wins an FNCS championship. Um, extends to for another three month contract, but then decides that you know what, I don't want to be a part of this anymore because this is not what I value myself at. Right. So with the new age being a new organization, it's so difficult for them to be able to put up the money that an FNCS champion um genuinely probably feels that they're worth. And in some ways they probably are worth. And so they it came to this this point where they decided, you know what, I don't know if we could they're basic response in the beginning was oh i don't know if we can release you from this contract then all of a sudden the free day movement happens and they say you know what we have to do this and what i will say um from an organization standpoint their response flawless class like really well done and well thought out and that's the response that that honestly was warranted now what i will say from a separate standpoint this is just a completely separate uh, opinion of mine I just don't know that these kids, these young, are understanding that what contracts are. Contracts are something that when you sign it, you are acknowledging that you are signing it for a certain period of time and a certain amount of money, period. And you have There's to agree. There's no way around to, it. You have to agree to your deliverables. You need to, you know, honestly, play your sentence out. That's really how I feel about it. I dropped a full 21 minute of this topic on my YouTube. And guys, I go... I go kind of hard. I go kind of hard on the CEOs. I talk about their uh, backbones being about as weak as glass, and it could be snapped under the pressure of the Fortnite community. Uh, I was going off. I was going off on both sides because I very much understand why the community wanted to stand up for Day, who Day felt like, you know, on, on second guess and second thought, he was definitely getting cheated out of money and value. But on the other side, I felt like, you know, the CEO's response prompt quick to release him yeah because you don't want to deal with the you know the hot flames of the fortnite community 
so volatile, right? You're a new organization. You cannot afford to have your very small brand be tarnished this early, right? Your reputation yeah. is everything. Your trust is everything in this industry. And if you break that in the one game title that you're working in, you basically kill your organization right then and there. So in order for them to save their brand, they had to let Day go, and I understand that. But I was yeah. saying, like, man, I would have sold his contract. Forget that. Um, and well, here's here's why. Return of investment. They took a risk mm -hmm. on this small up-and-coming player that they believe was going to become a superstar. All right, This is why they risked on him, and they signed him. Now, just because you go win a championship doesn't mean, hey, you know, you just leave the team whenever you want, right? You re-signed. They got the better deal of it. You are worth what you negotiate, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and as far as, like, again, the response and stuff, like Monster mentioned, I had the opportunity to talk to Kirsch, who is the CEO of the New Age, and he had a response for me uh, pretty much on par with the response that they put out to the community. But I'll go ahead and read that uh, word for word right now. Um, this is, again, Kirsch's words. Uh, in regard to the day situation, I believe our statement covered it rather well. I'm incredibly happy with the professionalism of our current management team. It is a very difficult uh, to navigate a delicate situation such as this one when dealing with a community that is on the younger side, which I can't can't stress this enough. I agree. Um, I spoke to Monster uh, about it briefly, but ultimately the decision to release Day rather than sell his contract to another org was one in which we made by weighing the pros and cons of each outcome. Had we stalled releasing him by trying to negotiate with other organizations, the community outrage would have continued. And as such, a new organization, we cannot afford to have that negative perception. I'm happy Day is getting what he wants, and I look forward to seeing him grow. I'm also super excited for the future of TNA and to come back stronger. And honestly, what they did as an organization could potentially set the tone for the way other people handle pro contracts. You need to, when you are signing a contract like this, pay attention to the contract, number one. Number two, if someone's taking a risk on you and, and investing in you and you blow up, return the favor. Even if you were like, hey, listen, I just won a championship. I just won two championships, whatever the case may be. And you're like, you know what? I appreciate everything you guys have done. I understand that you guys can't necessarily pay what I'm looking for, but I want to make sure that the last month that I'm here, I'm going to promote the crap out of you guys, and then I'll just have you release me at the end. And try to negotiate something in that way. Instead of getting the community to apply pressure on the organization to do so. Because hopefully, this is the last time that we see a hashtag free pro player. It's not. <laughs> I know, it's, but it's I want not. it to be. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. These, these guys are going to sign stuff for short gains temporary gains and not the long-term vision and yes exactly where is the loyalty where i grew up man listen loyalty it's important it's i, I don't want to say loyalty is everything but man loyalty is everything bro like it matters these guys that are investing in you and they believe in you but at the yeah. same time right business is business i get it um i'm just i'm just fearful for organizations continuing to see things like this happen and us not have an actual alternative or route for new and upcoming orgs to succeed or have a window of opportunity to leverage their rising roster because their roster is so quick to jump ship the moment they have an opportunity to do so. 
It's it's just so much short game. Not a lot of people looking at the long vision. Like, shoot, I say this all the time, but man, if I was in a position like one of theirs and, and I had the opportunity to negotiate, bro, I'm going for equity. Yeah, you're not wrong. And equity, like, I think that's the problem, though. A lot of these younger guys don't understand the value of equity. But when you look at it, equity is worth way more than a paycheck right now because the value could potentially, especially in an organization doing as well as the new ages in their infancy, could be worth a lot. And being able to not only sell yourself into that equity, but also in turn feel more inclined to do something and truly grow the organization naturally. I think those two things combined, you're looking at a perfect harmony and perfect growth opportunity for both the player and the organization. Yeah, there's just so much room there to negotiate, work with, and and honestly help the team leverage you, your rising stats, your up and coming. You can be a star of a roster. It's yeah. it's, it's there, you know, the, these orgs don't blow up. You don't become an NRG overnight. It it happens with months of hard work, dedication, and years of commitment. And sometimes, you know, these organizations just need a person to believe in them and someone to ride with them. And if you're willing to do that, alongside other rising players like you got reverse 2k still on the team right obviously miro left who knows why maybe he also felt like you know the money wasn't quite there again it's tough for these smaller orgs and i definitely feel uh empathetic towards their position i know it's tough for them and i know business is business though too right and you do have to weigh and leverage your situations but like i said guys you guys want the more raw Uncut, like I'm very much tempered down from where <laughs> where I initially came out the gate, but everything that I say in my YouTube video is very much true. I stand tall and um, I stand I stand by everything that I said in that video, and I really do go in depth uh, more so than what I am right now. But it is it, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal for the for the community, and we have to hit a couple takeaways here. If you're a pro player, if you're a parent to someone who is in this ecosystem and this space, be careful. Okay. Make sure you get consultation. And if you get consultation, get it from the right people. When people just say, go get a lawyer, get a lawyer that knows and understands esports, right? Not yeah. every lawyer is just going to be able to figure out a solution to your problem or the wording and verbiage on this particular type of business, right? So make sure you're doing it right. And then, of course, know your worth, right? Someone, uh, someone said, how can a 15-year-old negotiate well? A 50-year-old has as much negotiating power as a 30-year-old. It's not about age. It's about value, speaking up for mm -hmm. yourself. You allow someone to take a take an inch, and then they take a foot, and you don't do anything about it. They're going to continue to push on you, right, and press you down, and that's just the, that's just the nature of business here. Um, so yeah. I can't be mad at TNA for doing what they had to do and what they probably felt at the time was walking away with the steal, but I can also not be mad at... Um, uh, day right who felt like okay you know i am getting kind of robbed here but you agree to it so how do i get out of this like yeah and it's only in fortnite it's literally only in the fortnite community True. that someone can get bailed out of a contract like if this was sports nba baseball whatever you'd be getting <laughs> laughed at right you would be laughed at but not only that rookies get contracts all the time rookie contracts yeah. you blow up as a rookie you gotta finish your contract Right? You have exactly. to wait until your contract's over and then sign a better deal. Like, I don't understand how esports you can get away with this. I'm telling you, this this industry is the wild, wild west right now. I mean, uh, even a good example of it when you talk about sports, right? You talk about Scottie Pippen. Before he really hit his stride and his peak, the Bulls saw his potential. 
They signed him to like a five, six year contract that he should not have signed. And it really diminished his overall value and what they were paying him. But they knew if we sign him to an extended contract, right, we're going to get a, a lot more value out of him as he blows up. And Scotty, in the instance, was thinking, look at all those dollar signs. But at the end of the day, your value can either grow or it could drop. For all we know, and I'm not saying this is going to be the situation, Day could go into the next three seasons and not qual once. So you have to remember that there are two, two sides to the spectrum, especially in a game like Fortnite. There are names that show up one day, and then the next day they're gone, and then there's names that show up and they stay there. So and let's, at, let's at talk this about point. this. Let's talk about mm-hmm. this. When someone creates drama and controversy, you mm-hmm. become like hot product, right? Like, like just because you're a free agent now, the way you became a free agent is it's just I feel like it's gonna leave a bad taste on the Fortnite business sides mouths, right? Yeah. Like what CEO wants to sign a player that is, you know has a community that's like creating fires underneath them and whatnot. I, I don't know. I'm just saying like it creates a risk, man. And Fortnite already as it stands, it's a tough place for orgs to even invest in. What other orgs are there out there that are willing to take a risk? It's very limited few, but again, yeah. lucky for him. He's a free agent now. He's an NA star, which again plays well into his favor because he's a champion on NA. I think NA players are most sought after. Um, remember Taysen left eleven right after winning his championship. He hasn't been signed since. I mean, Panda, mm-hmm. talk for like two seconds. I'm gonna search him up right now. But hold no. up, Taysen. No, let's talk about Twitter. it because because Taysen wiling out on Twitter, right? And and he and then he wonders why he's not why he's still a free agent. I mean, this is a, this is a perfect example of what we were just talking about. You talk about a day leaving a bad taste in another team's mouth. Like, realistically, if I were, were an organization owner, I personally would not want to invest in a player that already caused drama with another organization. Even if I know I could pay them the valuation that they're looking for and, and even potentially offer them more as they grow, I don't think I would take that risk. Because what if something happens and there is some kind of disagreement on the business side? Uh, I agree. Number one, these young kids don't understand. Number two, you're taking that risk and you could potentially backfire on the organization like it did. Okay, here, here it is. December 7th, Taysen FN, free agent post, looking for an, an organization. He puts all his achievements out there. You see what I mean? People think you win a championship and you just leave the org that has backed you through your rookie year? It's It's a risky move, man. Just because you win a tournament does not mean... You're doing everything that it takes to build a brand that people want to stand behind. Um, mm-hmm. He's got 180,000 followers on Twitter, 170K on YouTube, 200K on Instagram, 265K on Twitch. Still a free agent. What? Right? Numbers aren't everything, man. What you do, how you do it, the way that you treat the people that you... Um, I guess, climb on your ladder to success, it matters. <laughs> Don't forget, right? If you, yeah. the same way you go up, the people you see going up are the same people you see when you come back down. So you got to be careful on how you interact with people, how you leave these teams um, when you leave them. And and again, I know I'm going off here and I understand people have to value themselves, but you have to think about these kind of things. Fortnite is so volatile. It's not like any other scene. And for that reason, there's so many instances of this same thing happening here. 
and players, again, I guess taking away their own opportunities. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because ultimately, I know you want to value yourself at a higher place, but even like in Day's situation, it was a three-month contract, right? Sure. So ride out the three months because they're at another FNCS isn't even going to happen until the end of that three-month contract. So if you win again, you could potentially negotiate even higher and you'd be able to get out of it scot-free and not have to worry about the drama that has now unfolded in your name because you didn't feel valued right now. But I also so, feel like you give the org a window of opportunity to leverage you. Hey, we have a yeah. champion on our belt, three whole months to secure some sponsors, right, and work hard and, and build their portfolio. Anyways, I think we digress. We move on. It's a great topic, <laughs> and this is why I sat on it. And I can continue to sit on it because I think there's so many things that are like ethically, morally, right? Like there's so many wrongs, there's so many rights here too. Um, it's it's a tough one to stand in the middle on and give an unbiased opinion, but I have such a strong opinion on these topics because you know I guess as someone who's matured in this industry, I've seen a lot come and go, and to see people take so much risk, it kind of bothers me. Is uh. Yeah, like we we're in a we're in a business that isn't guaranteed, man. People just take it for granted, and that bothers yeah. me a lot. But moving on, this is the the end ish of the podcast episode. I don't want to sit on these next couple of topics for too long. Um, they're very much sensitive topics here, Panda. And because of that, and to the viewers listening, we're gonna we're gonna beat around it. But this is something that we have to address as a, a source of news and content and drama that we like to bring to you guys uh, from the Fortnite community. So we had a couple of Fortnite communities, uh, members, right? Uh, pro players and content creators alike exposed for some inappropriate behavior. Panda, take me through what happened with Kiwis and Mr. Conrem. And again, some of these are ongoing investigations, so we're not going to sit too much on these, yeah. but we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. So I'm just going to give the facts, no opinions, no, nothing additional to add, but uh, when it comes to Kiwis, uh, about five years ago, he was exposed uh, for potentially talking to someone under eight, knowingly talking to somebody underage, uh, which obviously is a no-no, and dealt with that five years ago, um, was canceled, now has come back uh, a different brand and probably a different person. I mean, five years, it changes people. It's not like you're going to be the same person five years ago, potentially, but um, that is the Kiwi situation, just to touch on it quickly. And then a similar situation with Mr. Conram has taken place, although this is more recent within the last year, where he was uh, doing some inappropriate things or interacting inappropriately with an underage person uh, who he was actually more or less incentivizing to send inappropriate stuff to him with money. So that's just a little bit uh, touching on those two topics. That's all I want to say about it. And then I'll I'll shoot back over to you, Monster. Yeah, yeah. So like to talk about again, and guys, these are very these are very very serious allegations and again instances that have occurred. Uh, Kiwis in particular was you know being very misogynistic towards women, very prejudiced in in his way that he was interacting with this person online in a gaming Call of Duty community lobby. Right, like let's be honest, we've all been in those places where cod chat we say some crazy stuff right you're a kid you were a kid <laughs> i've never gone that far though like when you really listen to the things you say like we've all said some bad things of course right but yeah. like there are levels to it and i'll i'll definitely say that 
there's some crazies that will go beyond that line, and I've never gone beyond that line, right? But when you do, I'm still looking at this from the outside. Like, this was five years ago. That is a very long time. I look at myself five years ago. I couldn't even hold a conversation like this without stuttering or not having camera presence or a, a dang piece of mind, right? I've literally gone from the slums to a very much uh, comfortable style of living over the course of the last five, six, seven years. This is a long period, guys, and people do change. I myself have changed. I've matured so much. Um, so I, I do have a little bit of sympathy in the situation that, man, for some people to bring up these really old things, and, and it probably just doesn't reflect who he is today, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for people like that to get canceled. But again, he already had to deal with this. And then now he's having to deal with it again. And you have like the Keem stars jumping on it. And they're just reigniting this this fuel. And when you have a community like Keemstar, the, mm. one of the most toxic communities out there, one of the, you know, just cesspools of the internet, uh, it, it gets pretty nasty. It gets really nasty. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Keemstar could be a whole nother topic. But, um, I mean, it really speaks to the people. Like, it, it almost seems like when there's a lull in drama, all of a sudden these things reappear. It's like, what was it, a couple years back with Kevin Hart and the Oscars, right? Something that he had said like 10 years or 8 years prior was brought up and he was removed as the host of the Oscars. And it was this whole big thing. And he's like, you know what? Like, fine. I'll wipe my hands of it. I'll be done. I get it. You were upset about something I said in the past. It's fine. It is what it is. So, yeah, it's really interesting overall situation. It's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And then, of course, like we said before, the Conram situation, it's going on right now. It's literally yeah. this is an active investigation. Like, it, it's insane, man. It's insane. Uh, I guess what I, what I want to say to the community members listening, hey, man, be careful how and who you interact with. You would, I would hate to have something that you do today affect you five or ten years down the line. Um, you just don't know, right? And, and it, honestly, for the parents that listen in, just do a checkup. This is a, it's a great opportunity. Check up on your little ones, right? Make sure your teens ain't going too crazy. I'm in the middle of raising a freaking preteen right now. She just turned 12, December 7th, right? Like my little sister, I'm raising her here uh, here in Texas at our new home. So, man, I'm very much in the in the thick of this too, dude. Like, you know, you just got to be careful, man. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's today's episode, man. Today's episode was a long one. We had a lot of topics here, Panda. Yeah, my we did. My favorite was definitely the day one and the new season up at the top. Not going to lie. I did not forget about the tips and tricks segment, though. So, normally at this point, we'd have a soundbite, but Too Loud TX is not here to uh, <laughs> provide the soundbite. <laughs> but it usually goes, do we have tips? Yup. Do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So, listen up. Today's topic, and normally Panda Too Loud, the host, will ask um, me for the response. But this time, I'm going to ask you, okay. Panda. So, let's give a tip and trick to the people at home um, I want to talk about the Dragon's Breath, man. If you are going to pick up a Dragon's Breath shotgun, how are you going to use it? When do you think it's most useful? Um, let's break down how to use the Dragon's Breath effectively. I think the most effective way to use the Dragon Breath shotgun, obviously, is in close range uh, when you are in somebody's face. But you also need to make sure that you have an SMG handy, ready in the inventory. Because this is, again, it is one shot. It shoots four pellet, like four actual shotgun shells when it shoots 
but the reload time on it is long. So you need to make sure when you take that shot, you're ready to switch over to that SMG and either finish up the job or disengage because it's going to take quite a bit to reload that shotgun. And, and again, I'll drop some hints here too. Guys, use it as a backup shotgun. I would run it alongside another shotgun and use it as a flush out tool. Remember, it can light builds on fire, easily use to ignite all kinds of fresh builds and really get those players out of those boxes, especially effective when someone is turtling and you got their backs against the wall. So thanks for listening Lastly, to the episode today. Oh, oh, you got another one. I Let's got, go. I got one go. more thing I actually forgot about. You can actually carry it and swap from shotgun to shotgun without a shotgun delay. No way. Yes. Okay, so I that's didn't even know that. Mine. Let's go. All right, that's a great tips and trick right there. If you've ever heard one, you guys got three bangers back to back. All right, yo, Panda, let these people at home know where they can find you, brother. Oh, absolutely, man. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash life with Panda. I stream Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. usually, uh, Eastern Standard Time. would love to come I'd love for you all to come hang out. We can chat about everything uh, going on and uh, you can get more in-depth experiences or you shoot over to that Monster D-Face video, which I got to say, I watched it. It's great. Or you oh. can find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda. That's where I'll be. That's what I was going to say, yo. And check them out on Twitter, man. You guys know what time it is. <laughs> hey, for, uh, for all of you listening, don't forget to leave a review, a comment, all that kind of good stuff. It does support this uh, podcast for being discovered and, and help new people find us. Ultimately, though, if you have any complaints, send them to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Holler at me at Monster D Face on Twitter or at the Fortnite Podcast on Twitter and all social medias at Monster D Face. I'm always available, guys. I love having you all tune in and check in with me. Other than that, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.